I want you to pray this morning. I want you to pray this morning. Um, I've been standing behind sacred desks for probably the last 13, 14 years, um, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and there's been a few times when I've had to stand and actually preach through pain. Um, and those are some of the most difficult times, but some of the most profound times because I have to uh, totally, truly lean and depend on him. You know, because everything within you, it, 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 if you try to make sense out of your emotions and what you're dealing with, you uh, you can come up with every excuse as to why you shouldn't even be standing up. But what I've learned about God, he says that in his in our weakness, his strength shall be made perfect. So this morning we're praying for uh, the strength of the Lord to come into this place to lead us and guide us and remind us of how great he is. Um, you know, some of you guys may have saw the news and I'll, I'll say this so that we can transition um, but you may have saw the news on Friday, um, a young person in Rock Hill, South Carolina, lost their life, um, and, and she was a dear friend of our family. She was someone who's played volleyball with my daughter um, since they were uh, in the seventh grade. So today I want us to just pray that God's grace, his mercy, his peace, his understanding will fall fresh. Um, not even not only here, but also at the house of the mother in the hospital of the young girl that's still hospitalized, but also on the campus of South Point um, because they stand in need. It's times like this that you have to really lean and depend on God. So we uh, we're asking and soliciting all your prayers um, that God will continue to show himself strong and mighty. Amen. Amen. Those of you that have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to Job chapter number 14. Now, I, I, I'm going to need a little bit of participation. I'm going to read um, a depressing portion of Scripture, all right? And when I read this depressing portion of Scripture, I want all of us real loud to say, Amen, all right? Just like when you've heard the worst news ever. Let's go to Job chapter number 14. Amen. Job was writing. Job was talking. And uh, Job chapter 1, I'll read probably two verses uh, because I don't want to bore you. But verse number one, it says this. It says, man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Now, we're going to read it again. And after I say uh, the last part, I want us to say, amen. All right? Not like I agree, like, amen, like A-M-E, but like, you know, like, amen, like you just got some bad news. All right? So here we go. Job 14 and 1, it says this. It says, man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. All together, but guess what? There's good news. There's good news. I, I, I had to set it up that way because Pastor Kevin, over the last couple of weeks, he's been preaching and talking about the goodness of Jesus Christ. And many of us, uh, we're, we're walking, we're all in. We, we hold on, hold fast to what he's been preaching and teaching. But then there's another group of us that are still trying to make sense of this thing. Uh, Pastor Kevin preached last week so eloquently. He talked about three areas. He talked about God is still good in our what? Anybody remember? Our suffering, sin, and sickness. And some of you guys, even though he's, he used uh, biblical scripture to back it up, some of us left out of here, and we were still wondering, is God still really good? Some of us, some of us we heard Pastor Kevin preach, and was that last week you stood in the chair? He, he he stood in the chair last week for you guys that missed it. It was it was it was crazy. But anyway, 
He, he talked about God being good even in the midst of sickness. And there's some of us right now under the sound of my voice that are saying, how in the world can you still testify that God is good in sickness when you don't understand what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with? You know, there's some that are probably questioning, asking God, how in the world, God, are you good? But then a 16-year-old young girl lost her life seven days before she was supposed to turn 17. How in the world is God still good? How in the world can you stand up and preach emphatically that God is good and you can testify and you can shout and you can say all of these great things? How can you say those things when you don't understand the pain that I'm going through? Some of you, and I'm not going to ask you to wave your hand, but some of you haven't been convinced over the last three weeks. Some of you guys are still sitting in here after hearing the word of God put so eloquently, but you still left and you're still questioning, wondering if the God that we're talking about is still as good as we've been proclaiming. There's some of us, and earlier in the sermon, I, I, I handed out some papers earlier today, and, and, and I, I want to show you how many of us find ourselves. And, and, and I told you that there was good news, and I'll share the good news after I paint this picture. So some of us, we find ourselves at the doctor's office. And at the doctor's office, we, we, we go in and we sit down, and he said, call the doctors in. Call, call your family in. And the doctor comes. And he says, Mr. Robinson, I'm sorry to inform you, but I have a bad report. You got six days to live. How am I going to testify and, and still believe God is good when this model of a doctor <laughs> has come in and gave me the news that my life is getting ready to change all of a sudden? Some of us, we, 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 we're honest and open and we say, well, I, I made a mistake last night and I committed sin and, and, and now that I have to make sure I deal with the wages of my sin and, and, and I'm worried about what God is going to do and how can I testify that God is still good even when I've committed sin? And then there's some of us who uh, have gotten to a point where the bills have come. And when the bills showed up, we're, we're scratching our heads trying to figure out how we're going to keep our mortgage and keep our shelter over our children's head. And, and so then debt mounts up. And so then when debt shows up, we're, we're, we're wondering, how in the world is God still good? I, 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 I have to be a provider for my family, but, but, but I'm in so much debt. How can I stand up and still talk about this God that's supposed to be so good? And, and, and I went through storms and trials and tribulation, and, and now I'm at a point where I'm trying to figure this thing out where I, 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 I'm asking God, God, how in the world can I get through it? And then some other stuff shows up. Stay over there for me. But then as I try to make sense out of it, I start to get depressed. And then I'm trying to figure out if God is who he says he is. And so now I'm depressed, but I still got to testify and tell people that God is good when I don't even believe it. Many of us, and you don't have to raise your hand, but many of us have sinned and we're afraid to come back to God because we don't believe that God is good and, and, and God can still use us. So instead of moving past our sins, we stay stuck in our sins. 
some of us, our parents or our grandparents, they, they've received a bad report, and, and we're supposed to look at them in their eyes and talk about how good God is, but, but, but I know that there's only six more year, uh, months of life left, and, and how can I look at them and knowing that it's about to end but still talk about how good God is? Because Job said it. Job said, man born of a woman is but a, full day, uh, a few days and full of trouble. That's trouble right there. Don't that look like trouble? But the good thing about it is I told you that there was good news. Go to Psalms chapter number 23, and we're going to hurry up and we're going to close. Stay right here, guys. Stay right here. So as you go to Psalms 23, I, I, I want my, my models, I want you guys to just, Kendra, y'all come that way. I want y'all to just follow me. So we start moving around, going through day-to-day -day life. And we remember our sin. We... We remember what the doctor said. Come on, Crystal, jump behind the bender. Just wait, jump behind bender, because I'm going to show you something in a minute. We're depressed, and we're, we're at work, and we're, God, I'm trying to get past it, but it's too hard. God, God I'm, I'm trying to trust you, but it's too hard. My, my grandmother's been a month now, so there's only three months left. Y'all don't get dizzy. We're almost done. And... And, and, and now I'm at a point where I, I, I don't know if I can continue to stand and talk about the goodness of God. If I had to title this, and I know Amy's going to send me a message, y'all stay right there. I know Amy's going to send me a message tomorrow and be like, Pastor D, um, you did an awesome job preaching, but you didn't tell me what the subject was, so I don't know what to put online and say you preached about. Amy, where you at? Wave your hand. I saw you. She knows it's the truth. She just dropped her head. My, my sermon topic is this, look back. Look back. In Psalms chapter number 23, and I'm not going to read all of it, but somewhere uh, there's a verse. <laughs> there's a verse where we're walking around and we know that this stuff is following us because have you ever made it to work and you've still been worrying about your bills? Okay. Ha have you ever got to work and still been worrying about the report that the doctor gave you? Ha have you ever came to church and still be honest and say you were still depressed? Have you ever got to a point where you wanted to open up your Bible and read God, but you reminded yourself of your sin? So, so you never take the time to look back. But Pastor Kevin, can I help somebody? The Bible says that goodness, goodness, oh, come on, y'all ain't excited enough. If, if I look back, I realize that goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. I just believe that God that I serve, he doesn't want you to walk around depressed. He don't want you to walk around defeated. But God wants you to say, listen, I'll take a few minutes and I'll look back. And when I look back, I'll see mercy show up. Come here, mercy. Come here, mercy. I, I know I shouldn't have shopped the way I should have. I know I shouldn't have done those things. I know I committed a sin. But mercy says, listen, I got you covered. Mercy says, even though you messed up, I still got you. Even though it's your fault that everything is the way that it is, I still got mercy. Mercy still follow me. Mercy still follow me. If I if I turn around, mercy still follow me. And I just believe that the mercy of God is bigger than any sin. I, I just believe that the mercy of God is bigger than any doctor's report. I just believe that the mercy of God can beat depression. I believe that the mercy of God can even conquer death. Now watch this. 
Now watch this. Not only is mercy following you. I was looking for some markers, and I, I saw a purple one, Pastor Kevin. I looked at Chris. I said, she's wearing purple. What? And so I said, you're going to be goodness. Listen to me, guys. Listen. And I'm about 75% of the way done. Many times we find ourselves in life. We find ourselves struggling because of those things that are back there. We find ourselves afraid of moving forward because we keep reminding ourselves of what's right there. And the truth of the matter is this. Many of us are afraid to look back because when we look back, we remind ourselves of what was back there. But if I can tell, tell you one more thing, not only are they still back there, but goodness and mercy is back there. And the thing that I love about God is this. The God that I serve said that he came, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. So therefore, no matter what I have to deal with, I know that my God is still a great God. I know that my God is still able. I know that my God is a provider. I know that my God is still a healer because even if death take me out he'll welcome me into a new Jerusalem even if sin overtake me he said I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread I know that God is still good and I dare you get to a place that you remind yourself that goodness and mercy are attached to you not, not, not just when you're in good standing with God can I, can I teach on that for two seconds and then we're good? Y'all can leave. Y'all depressing. Y'all depressing. Get out of here. But here's the thing. The Bible says in verse number one of Psalms, chapter number 20, 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I felt something in that. The Lord is my shepherd. I dare you take about two seconds and ask your neighbor, who's your shepherd? But I know that the God that I serve is my shepherd. He's going to make a way. He's going to be with me even when everybody else turns their backs on me. Why? Because I know that he's my shepherd. And watch this. Watch this. The good thing about a shepherd, I, I have a phenomenal shepherd, earth shepherd. Come here, Pastor Kevin. I... You know, I'm the, I'm the illustration pastor, so I like to make things plain. This, this is my shepherd here on this side of heaven. And if, I, if I'm faithful and I'm, I'm open and I'm going through something, if I can trust that he's going to lead me. He's going to lead me around every pitfall. So as he begins to walk, go ahead and walk. As he walks, he's going to make sure that he's leading me. And as he's leading They're going to come with us. They're going to say, Robinson, listen, I know you made a mistake. Pastor Kevin says, I'm going to love you through your mistake. And if you just follow me and listen to me, I'm going to lead you to a place. But if you ever happen to look back, goodness and mercy are still there. All the days of our lives. It may be your fault. It may be your fault. It may be your fault. I'm good, guys. It may be your fault of what brought you to where you are. It may be your fault that brought you to where you are. And that's okay. That's okay. The thing I love about God is this. His grace, it prevents me from getting what I should have gotten. His mercy covers me when I'm open and honest and I say it is my fault. 
there's some people under my voice right now. You, it, it, it is your fault. But I, I'm not going. I'm not going to deny it. it's your fault. Yeah. I mean, if, if you know you bring in two thousand dollars a month and you go on a shopping spree for a thousand and your bills are two thousand, yeah, it's your fault. You're in debt. If you know that you've been eating high cholesterol stuff and uh, it's clogging up your arteries and now you're at a place where you've had a massive heart attack, it's your fault. Uh, Dr. Ann, what we said, 95% where you at? Yeah, 95% of it. It's your fault. And I feel guilty when I said that because I went to a thing last night and they gave me baked chicken, but I switched it with my wife and got fried. <laughs> Pastor Kevin said it's your fault. But the good thing about it, the good thing about it, when we come to God and we confess our faults, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's why I believe, Pastor Kevin, that goodness wasn't the only thing that was following us. Because if goodness was the only thing that was following us, some of our shortcomings would call us to think that we wasn't entitled or worthy of God's goodness. So he said, I got to send mercy too. So that way, if you're ever open and honest with yourself, you'll realize that mercy's back there. And it's a lot easier to receive God's goodness when you understand that he's had mercy on us when we messed up. So today, my prayer is this. My prayer is this. It may be your fault. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe you're going down a path and God has begun to bless you and you think that you're unworthy of God's goodness. Because believe it or not, there are some people that are out there that are like that. God is trying to be good to them, but because of what they've been through in life, they said there's no way in the world God could be wanting to do this for me. There's, there's no way in the world that God could, could be so gracious towards me. That, 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 that There has to be some ulterior motive. And they, they neglect to receive God's goodness. But today I want to challenge you. When you look back, don't look back at the depressing stuff that was back there because God is going to take care of all of that. He said, if you keep your mind stayed on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. That's how you beat depression. He said that by my stripes you're healed. He said, and even if this earthly tabernacle dissolves, I have another building that's not made by hands but eternal in the heaven. That's how we beat the back doctor's report. If we go to a point where we say, God, I'm going to give unto you, the Bible says if you give, it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. He said, bring your tithes and offering to the storehouse that they may be meet in my house, said the Lord of hosts, and prove me and see when I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you have room enough not to receive. That's how you beat debt. And so what I'm trying to do is trying to give you the recipe to tell you that all the things that are keeping you up late at night, God has given you the answer. And if you walk in the answers of God, you're going to reveal the mysteries of God. And you're going to realize that it just goes back to mercy and goodness. Mercy and goodness. So all of us that are here, God wants us to have our greatest life. Job said, man born of a woman is but a few days and full of trouble. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. The only difference between these two dynamics is your faith in Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it.
Because when trouble shows up, if your faith is in Jesus Christ, you'll realize that you're still going to have life and life more abundantly. But if you stop right here when the, in this depressed, defeated state, you have to go back and examine your relationship with him. So my prayer this morning is this. There's some people that may be here who may be struggling, saying, Pastor, I, 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 I want to believe that God's mercy is available. I, I want to believe that God's goodness is available. But I, I just don't know. I, if, if you knew my testimony and what I've learned, I tell them this, if you knew mine. But I've accepted God's goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And because of that, I'm able to wake up in the morning no matter what it looks like. And I can say that God is getting ready to do something great. Why? Because I know that he's an advocate and he's on my side. Pastor Kevin, I'm going to turn the services over to you. And however God leads you to do whatever act of ministry, uh, we'll follow your suit. Let's do it this way. I'm going to pray Psalms 23 so you get all of it. And he got you to the end, which was uh, verse 6. Y'all stand up. Let me pray this over you. You know, Psalms 23 is not supposed to be preached over dead people. It's supposed to be preached over the living. Psalms 23 is for you now, today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. We're going to have some people come down here to the front if you need ministry. If you need to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, they'll be down here to talk to you. Otherwise, walk out that door and know you're being followed. God bless.